Well, today's episode is all about money-making opportunities, and there are many different ways that we can do that. One of them is obviously through investing, building businesses, and today we're not going to talk about necessarily how to build a business per se, but we're going to look at some of the investing or potential investing opportunities that exist within the market. Of course, we're going to look at the ways that you might be able to tap into looking at the news and the stories of what's going on in the neighborhood around you or in the country where you live or near you to be able to figure out how to make money. So we're going to be taking a look at some of the different stories and how we can actually take a look at the money. Of course, we're going to be looking at cryptocurrencies because we always do, because this is one of the ways that money is going to be the new normal. I do want to welcome everybody who is listening to this live. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you so much for listening to this channel and to the episode. If you're brand new and you're liking the content, hey, consider subscribing and I look forward to seeing you in the next episodes. All right, y'all, let's do this. We use money daily and we fail to understand the basics of the asset. To refuse to inform yourself is to subscribe to financial tyranny perpetrated not by banks, corporations, government, or technology, but by those of us who use it yet fail to understand it. It is then that we agree to the terms and unknowingly turn our assets into liabilities, allowing our possessions to possess us. But it is time to change. Welcome to Money Geeks. In the first story, we're actually going to take a look at the city of Atlanta and a mayor proposing a change to the regulation when it comes to the housing, wanting to improve the affordability. So there are some changes happening there. I'm going to go into the story because my apologies when I was doing the live show, I had failed to press record. So here I am catching you up a little bit. So right from here, we're going to go and jump into the Atlanta story and then the show will continue. Uh, many of the city's single-family housing neighborhoods to allow for greater density. So what she's actually proposing is she's saying, look, our city is growing. We need to create more affordable housing. We don't have as many housing because everything is single-family. She's proposing to change single-family into potential multifamily. And instead of basically leveling the things on and building this giant building structures, to keep the sort of a feel of the town and the neighborhood. What she's saying is that she would allow for additions to be built onto the houses. So perhaps using a basement as another apartment, perhaps adding on something in the back as another apartment or building on top or using things to so being able to split it in a very interesting way. This could be a great way for single family owners to potentially go in and all of a sudden, instead of a single family unit, now you have a potential duplex or maybe even triplex that you can get in. And the cool part is you still qualify for the traditional residential investment kind of thing, right? So you will, you don't have to deal with like a commercial investing and borrowing of the money. Although, although it is much simpler to borrow money for a commercial than it is for residential. I know it's really weird. However, you do get much better rates and terms if you invest as residential. Part of the thing to also consider if you are a real estate investor or thinking about being a real estate investor is 
that you would actually be maximum the amount of loans that you can get on a property is going to be 10 but if you're married then you can split it between you and your spouse so that would mean 20 for the family unit as a whole now on the business side of things u.s states is adding china's smic and cnooc to defense back list they are basically saying they no longer will allow for u.s citizens and investors to be buying the firm securities from the late next year so if you own any of these stocks you definitely want to get out of course where are people investing well they're going into india they are pouring all of their money from china actually into india and that is where money is going in so perhaps something for you to think about when you're thinking about emerging markets china is old news india is new news something for you to think through speaking of india their central bank keeps interest rates unchanged as inflation remains high so they are actually keeping their overnight uh, bank lending rate at four percent have you heard of four percent if you're living in europe or us you were like four percent what we're not used to that we like zeros and negatives man whoo four percent however indian rupee does remain largely unchanged however it did strengthen against the us dollar meaning that the dollar is cheaper now in india to buy and own however their inflation rate is a bit on the higher end i want to say it's about seven percent and uh, india's central bank target rate is about two to six percent so they have given themselves a bit of a room to actually be able to move speaking of all of these different things i think it's time to take a look at what's happening in the stock market and in the stock market well a quarter of stock market is having record high and closing even higher and on friday we were zooming super high let me see if i can zoom this in speaking of zooming let's zoom uh, the U.S. stocks were zooming high on Friday. Equity market on track to finish the day at record closing highs on the same day for the first time since 2018. Now, of course, this is very, very exciting. And at the same, same time, it's also very scary. But why is everybody excited? Well, that's because vaccines are coming. Although we are getting now news saying, well, hold your horses because the first few rounds may not be enough. But some of the investors and some of the individuals are also wondering, will I have to be vaccinated? And what I was able to find is two different stories. One is coming from UK and one is coming from US. So we're going to go to the UK story where we're going to find out, hey, do I have to vaccinate? Let's hear. Some are asking, do I have to be vaccinated? Well, let's be absolutely clear. The answer in the UK is no. I, I strongly urge uh, people to to take up the vaccine, but it is no part of our uh, culture or our ambition in this country uh, to make uh, vaccines mandatory. That's not how. So there you go. No mandatory vaccines in the UK, but the question is, will they do it in US? And from what we're able to find out is also, will you be required to be vaccinated by your employer? Most of us, many of us have a job and right now we might be working remotely and some of us are going to stay remote. Some of us are going to be required to go back in and some of us are going back in already, right? So there's no option to be remote. But the question is, can an employer require you to get a COVID-19 vaccine? And so here is what we were able to uncover. Employers do have to abide by federal and state laws, but so far there's not a strong appetite for a federal COVID-19 vaccine mandate. 
And this is coming from Dr. Fauci, which you may like, you may hate. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm just going to share what he had said. Quote, we don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. However, it is known that states and cities have mandated vaccines in the past, and so there is a potential that they will do it again. Again, even the federal government didn't mandate anybody to get locked down, but the local governments have. Thus, most of us are stuck at home now, 24-7. Now, we do have an employment attorney, Donna Ballman, said that employers probably can mandate a COVID-19 vaccine with exceptions. If you are at will employee, which most people are, employers can say yes, provide proof that you've been vaccinated or you're fired or you cannot come in or you have to work remotely. <coughs> and for some of us that are working remotely that can work remotely, you know, maybe that is an option. But for those that have to show up, that might not be an option. Of course, a global health law professor at Georgetown University said he could foresee a number of employers requiring staff to get COVID-19 vaccine. So one of the things that also know is that you, once you mandate, it's very possible that you have to pay people for the time to go and get it. And it's going to be more complicated than just signing a memo and saying it's time to get vaccinated. Now, there is some news coming from the Equal, Opportunity, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission that says that employees with disabilities cover the American with Disabilities Act and those that are whose religious beliefs are protected under the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act may be entitled to an exemption, but of course, nothing is quite certain. Other agencies like OSHA, for example, they did not say what they will do or state or require. And CDC, for once, didn't have anything to say because CDC is more involved in housing than in the health component of the thing. But now, now it's time to actually switch into my favorite topic because I did promise at the beginning of the show that we're going to be able to talk about and we're going to be discussing what is going to be happening of how do we in the future position ourselves to make money. So we did talk a little bit about, mm, be careful, stocks are at the all-time high. Could they go higher? Absolutely. Is there some red flags? Absolutely. Are they overvalued? Yes, they are. So you want to be careful over there. Bonds are pretty cool, uh, but there's some problem because, you know, you don't get as much of a return. And the 10-year treasury has been tickling on up, so maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Gold, of course, is one of the options. However, gold has lost money over the last month, but it does still stand to potentially do really well in the upcoming year or years. It is not quite certain. Everything is a guess at best. We did talk about the ways to potentially get yourself aligned when the companies are moving places of how you can actually do that, play that to your benefit when it comes to real estate investing. But one of my favorite assets right now and probably will be for a few years to come is because of the risk reward ratio has to do with cryptocurrencies. So the question comes in, well, how have Americans been buying Bitcoin? And one of the interesting things that is coming actually from this article is that we have seen and kind of touched upon it yesterday that a massive flow of coin to North America is coming from East Asia. So way back when, when we were going in and seeing all these crazy numbers, it was actually Asian countries that were highly participating or individuals in Asian countries. Let's be very correct about who was participating. And it was countries like China and Japan and South Korea. They were really big on digital currencies and jumping into crypto and that kind of stuff. Well, that has actually shifted and now we have gone from the Asia 
to North America and North American users have jumped over 7,000 times this year. Now, this is really, really good news and very exciting. Now, the article over here that say that the change is being driven by increasing appetite for Bitcoin amongst bigger U.S. investors, which I agree with, who are attracted by tightening oversight of the American crypto industry. Well, this is the part that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't know that they're attracted by tightening oversight. I think they're being attracted by the funny money that is being created, not just in the US, but around the world, especially in the Western cultures, where we're just printing money and creating it and doing all these like weirdo stuff that is devaluing uh, every single currency that we have and it's also making it impossible to value uh, stock market and companies and kind of what's going on because you know even the things that is trashed right now is being supported and that is highly problematic what I think is happening is that the funny money is part of the number one reason the number two reason why we're seeing more uh, U.S. consumers actually jumping into the North American exchanges and providers is because there's this whole weird thing happening with U.S. and China, like we just talked about a few minutes ago. So many of the Chinese exchanges don't want anything to do with the U.S. consumers because they don't want to have to deal with the regulations and with the you know with with paying the fines and dealing with all of that stuff. So now you can actually see if you're actively going out there and looking for even the ICOs or the rollouts or pre-sales and that kind of stuff uh, when you go in it will say if you are from US you are not allowed to participate so they're actively saying we don't want you here and it's nothing against you if we're being completely honest it has probably more to do with the government now we did cover what's going on with real with real estate well we did talk about real estate as well a little bit but we did talk about what's going on with crypto let's take a quick look at the market and then we're going to look at some of the very bullish news because what you're going to see over here is going to be like ah, i don't know how i feel about this now bitcoin right now is trading at 19 dollars 18 cents uh 18 19 let's try this again bitcoin is currently trading at 19 18 dollars and 59 cents and it is up about half a percent for 24 hours and it's kind of basically doing this whole flirting between about 19,200 18,700 and so that's kind of what we are in this sort of sideways moving channel and it's not very exciting I get it but this is very very good for the asset class and for the market so be excited that that's what's happening and of course it gives a great potential buying opportunity now, of course, I do have to say, uh, I apologize for saying this every single time, but I also don't want to get myself in trouble. Nothing that I say is financial advice, legal advice, or accounting advice and should not be used as such. All right, we cover that. ETH, ETH is trading currently at $589.55, slightly down, down about 0.3% for 24 hours. And again, it kind of goes in and hits a little bit of the low 60, 600. It comes back into the mid 500s, you know, 570 or something like that. So it's again going in the range, which is actually very, very good. Uh, the rest of the market is again when we kind of look at it it's sort of like up and down uh, predominantly it's the sideways market on the biggest uh, gainer stuff EGLD is up 12.9% Sushi 10.5% Nexo 7.5 Theta 7.3 XEM uh, 7.2 and then we get into the fours and below on the losing end of things nothing too bad uh, Near is probably the biggest loser at 85 
and then we have Rune at 4.7 and then Kyber Network KNC at negative 3.9 so again it's mostly sideways market nothing too exciting except for the news and what's happening with the market that is poising us to actually grow now one of the things that I um, you know when I deal with companies and uh, leaders and kind of we talk about financial strategies I always talk about the fact of like you cannot be always growing at nauseam um, it's not healthy it's not right like even when you look at the child right when they're growing and they try to sort of like really spurt on up all of a sudden you know um, you know four or five inches or like you know 10 centimeters in one summer it's highly problematic because that person has all kinds of problems for the rest of their life because the body just cannot adjust it's not normal it's not natural so of course you want to grow you want to pause you want to grow you want to pause so you really want to have this like step side kind of thing that is happening and that is where we are right now with the crypto markets anything that goes up severely big time it's really really bad thing and it's time to kind of get out when you see that happening but right now that's not where we are so here's really exciting and bullish news that are happening. Grayscale buys almost $140 million uh, in Bitcoin in 24 hours. And I've actually seen the little drawing. I don't think it has it over here, but I did see a bit, the little bit of drawing and stuff of like how much is actually being minted versus how much is being bought just by Grayscale. That is not to account for uh, Square or PayPal or anything like that. So Grayscale is getting in and buying mad amount of Bitcoin. Now, of course, they're not the only one. MicroStrategy just announced yesterday, I believe, that they have purchased even more Bitcoin. They actually purchased additional $50 million for their treasury. So, of course, as they're making money, they're going to continue um, I, I don't know that for a fact and Michael Saylor doesn't hang out with me on a daily basis, right? Uh, but I would presume based off of what I have seen that that is what's going to happen. Of course, we did hear that Real Vision is, um, is in. The CEO of Real Vision is actually 100% in. Uh, Spotify. Spotify is actually getting into the crypto space, if you can believe it. Remember the podcast which some of you are listening this show on and uh, music and that kind of stuff? Well, they're getting into the crypto and they're actually listing a new job of looking for associate director to help with internal crypto efforts. So they're actually looking to create some crypto payments on their own platform and develop stuff with it. So as I said, this is definitely growing incredibly bullish. This is the future of the money. And I don't know why people are just not understanding it, but I guess they're going to wait until Bitcoin does hit million dollars per coin and then everybody's going to want to get in which is not when the money is made. It's kind of like investing in a business. The biggest investment return that you can get is when you invest in a super young business, right? Then it's series A, B, C, right? It's pre-IPO. It's, you know, once it gets listed, once it gets into the IPO, once it gets into the public, once everybody gets a hand, sure, you can still win, but you're not going to get these insane gains that you see somewhere else, right? So that's kind of where we are right now. Crypto is in the uh, pre-IPO stages, which, you know, we're going now, we've gone from the angel round into the rounds, you know, like the C, the A, B, C, D, as more people are coming in and it keeps growing into it, right? So just something to think about and think differently. 
new fund is exposing Canada's traditional investors to Ethereum. So 3IQ has received approval from Canadian regulators for the Ether Fund, which is grayscale-like investment in the growth of Ethereum. And it's going to be in Canada, available for Canadian investors. And once we actually start seeing more and more of these funds coming in, and I feel like on daily basis now I find these things and I talk about these things, well, what happens is that we actually are going to be seeing more and more of these things coming in, which means that retirement funds are going to start actually implementing this. And that's gazillion dollars worth of money that is going to be starting coming in. Of course, British politician Nigel Farage says Bitcoin is the ultimate anti-lockdown investment. And of course, you know that the Britain is going through the whole Brexit piece and he actually did, uh, he's the leader of the Brexit party as well, and he was basically saying, hey, Bitcoin is the ultimate anti-lockdown investment. You gotta get into it. He actually published it in his little newspaper or it's not newspaper, it's like the, the, the news report, the, the whatever, like the email list, I don't know what you call it. And uh, what he's saying is that, you know, Bitcoin is becoming incredibly popular. Everybody should be putting in some money of, of uh, some investment into it. And he's saying that the reason it's popular is because governments are, through this pandemic, creating vast amounts of funny money, the basing currencies, and people are scared about what this means for their money and their investment. And of course they are, and so of course they're looking for different ways to preserve their wealth and is saying that it could be a crucially important that you get your mind around crypto and what it means. Already fortunes have been made and lost on this. I am beginning to understand that in terms of the future, this stuff is really, really important. And it is incredibly important and you should be definitely investing into it right now. And with the whole Brexit and there's a lot of complications over there, I'm actually surprised that not more individuals are jumping into crypto in the UK, but they will. Just like we were talking about Turkey not that long ago, um, and Turkey is experiencing huge financial crisis on their hands. They're having a bit of a uh, runoff inflation that is happening and more of their citizens are actually getting into gold. So gold is in the shortage over there. And we also did cover on the show right here that the Turkish central bank is actually selling gold reserves in order to be able to actually acquire dollars. And uh, this is one of the places that I think is very well poised, uh, whether they will adopt it or not, whether they will be first or not, I don't know that. But it is poised incredibly well to become one of the first countries to actually start utilizing something like Bitcoin for their central bank treasury. Um, and so we'll see if that is going to happen. I truly believe that there will be a country that is going to roll out. It's not going to be U.S., I can tell you that much. Uh, it's probably not even going to be U.K. or anywhere in Europe. I could see an African country. I could see Latin American country. I could see a place like Turkey, for example. Uh, you know, who knows? Venezuela has been mining and minting and doing all this stuff with crypto. So for all I know, they could be the first ones to roll out. Only time will tell. I really don't know who it's going to be, but I do truly, sincerely believe that there will be somebody. Now, of course, speaking of people changing minds and more people jumping on board, we have yet another $631 billion assets under management individual saying, I was wrong and Bitcoin is right. So here we go. I've changed my mind on Bitcoin. 
market strategist, asset manager, and long-term critic of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, Inigno Fraser Jenkins, said he has changed his mind on Bitcoin status as an asset on November 30th, 2020. He actually said he now considers Bitcoin as an asset that investors should have in their portfolio. And he uh, is, is specifically reported it over there. He also said that Bitcoin has emerged as an attractive investment option, which could be meaningful given the current circumstances. And in my humble opinion, this is Nev speaking, not uh, uh, Mr. Jenkins. Uh, this is Nev speaking. In my humble opinion, you know, it's for also the financial reset that is coming. Remember, they did call for Bretton Woods 2.0. They will be resetting everything. And I think it's important to get your money into something a little bit different. The greater role that the governments will likely play in economies make cryptos potentially more appealing. And of course, it depends on kind of how they play and what they end up doing. And additional piece that he also says that is making Bitcoin very appealing is the Bitcoin's reduced volatility over the years. And as more of what I like to call sticky money, which is this large investor money that is coming in, as we get more of the sticky money, the volatility of Bitcoin is going to actually start smoothing out and it's not going to be nearly as volatile, which is going to make it a perfect treasury for most people. Of course, that is not going to happen right now. That is not short term. This is a longer term period for right now. It still has a potential to be a bit more volatile, but that volatility will start going down. And then, of course, the early bird will get the worm or the early investor will make quite a bit of money. Now, talking about the governments and laws and so on, there is a new defense bill that is being actually rolled out and it's rolled out every single year. And it's different this year in one regard, and that is that U.S. lawmakers are mentioning digital currencies in their annual bill. So U.S. Congress is finishing up its negotiations surrounding the National Defense Authorization Act. NDAA for the 2021 fiscal year. Bill's final draft contains the improving laundering laws and increasing comprehensive information tracking of criminal activity in Shell Holding Act. And of course, it does broaden the definition of coins and currency to include digital currency being used for illicit activities. So it's very interesting right now that we have one law that says, well, Bitcoin is actually a property, right? Cryptocurrency is a property. I'm going to treat it and tax it as such. But now we have a new bill. Um, again, it's not signed yet. It still has to go for all of the approvals and signatures and everything else. Uh, but they're saying, well, crypto is currency. And then, of course, the IRS says, well, it's a property if you buy it and hold it and, and kind of exchange it. But if you get paid into it, then it's an income-based thing and then you have to file that kind of taxation. So they're still trying to figure out what the heck crypto even is. Of course, uh, President Trump did say that he will uh, veto the defense bill unless it strikes Section 230 of the Communication De Decency Act, which protects tech companies like Facebook and Twitter from being held liable for what their uh, users post on their uh, networks. So that's one thing that is still being uh, talked about and negotiated and discussed, and it's going to be very interesting. And to finish today's episode, I do have a bit of funny. It's not meant to be funny. This is coming from Yahoo Finance, and it's supposed to be sort of a 
uh, very good sort of 12 ideas, 12 ideas to boost your income starting this weekend. And they kind of have written this article that talks about, hey, how do you, you know, how do you boost your income? So I actually think it's kind of funny because some of the stuff they mentioned, I'm like, really? Is that like that's that's the best you got? So you know, I think it's a, it it further proves that you gotta get yourself out of the traditional media and Yahoo Finance. I consider traditional media uh, because you get something a little bit different. Because most of these folks that write, you know, Shane Murphy, for example, I, I obviously don't know this person, uh, but most of the individuals, and I don't know if Shane is or not. Um, are just they're just write articles they are paid to sort of go out there scour the internet and just copy paste something else you put in your own spin and you roll it out there is no uh, uh, experience or education or knowledge or anything like that behind it so of course he's saying well get a payday from your old playthings and basically going out there finding some of the collectibles and being able to sell them cool it could be a good way to declutter if you want to and collect some money there are some definite things that could be worth a lot of money stop paying too much for car insurance uh, okay great yeah shop around I think everybody knows that hey save every time you shop online by downloading this free browser extension that will automatically find your deals and coupon codes every time you shop online and I think it's very cool but what it also does is actually prompts you to shop maybe you should shop less and hey while you're thinking about shopping why not actually look for an extension such as lolly for example that rewards you in Bitcoin when you buy crazy thought putting it out there going after your unclaimed money really like this is this is the information that they give individuals as financial advice as financial education to go out there no wonder so many of us are struggling financially go after your unclaimed money okay cool yes fine uh, find a better place on home insurance okay yeah I mean shop around for insurance cool I think you should be doing that anyways on annual basis just take a look make your debt cost less less costly uh, go basically and uh, you know refinance your loans or take out the debt consolidation loan and then of course borrow you know up to this without collateral at uh, for this amount of money and I think that that's a good idea consolidating the debt paying it off all of those things that do make sense uh, but again that's one of the things that kind of mentioned that I'm like all right I could see this <coughs> play the market with free stock so they're basically it's talking about the popular investing app and I uh, you know that many of the individuals on YouTube are actually shelling as well where you can go and sign up and then you get a free uh, stock and I think that that's great uh, but again stocks are highly overpriced in my humble opinion and you're better off going out there and buying yourself some crypto but hey nobody gets paid to advertise that get paid in business behave badly uh great yes let us all pray that somebody is going to be really really bad so that there is going to be a class action lawsuit yes let's teach the nation that the only way that you can get yourself and paid and make some money is by suing somebody uh, amazing hey thanks yahoo finance uh, but yeah so they're saying hey when they do it wrong and they do it wrong all the time you should jump on these lawsuits and that is how you should be making money uh, okay cool thanks for the advice I think this is grossly wrong again I mean cool if you were wrong then you deserve to be paid fine but to put that as a financial education advice of how you can actually boost your income that is horrible in my personal and humble opinion number nine invest your spare change and get 
$10 free. Another easy way to start investing in the stock market is by putting your spare change to work. Again, investing in a stock market. This is part of the problem, and I do have a big problem with this whole thing, so I'm gonna go on my little rampage. Please forgive me for that, or maybe don't forgive me at all. Uh, but I struggle, I struggle so badly that the only thing that we are being taught that you could invest in ever is a flippant stock market. It is absolutely not true. Stock market is just one of many asset classes and ways where you can go and invest money. And it's probably one of the worst ways to go and make money. And I know that I'm probably going to get slammed by saying this for many different people. But you know what? Not only is the stock market itself manipulated, the businesses can actually manipulate. They can buy their own stock. They can actually change their own sort of statements and financial stuff and all these different things that makes it incredibly high risk super low reward and it makes absolutely no sense to it you can go in there you can make money but i will tell you the only people that make money in the stock market are actual insiders of the stock market general population has never been able to become incredibly financially independent and successful on the stock market it is super rare you, if you're lucky, can potentially require, retire and do okay, but that's about it. Vast majority of individuals, when they have actually amassed great amount of wealth, had to do, and this is for majority, right? There are always outliers everywhere, right? There are outliers in every single asset class, every single market, but vast majority of investors that they have made and sustained their wealth are in real estate, number one, and number two, the newly emerging market in crypto. So why in the world everybody's only pushing stocks is because that's the only thing that they have heard. Okay, so I think I think if, if one thing that we can all agree on potentially or get something out of this today's episode is to consider that there is something different than just stock markets to be able to invest in. But of course, there's an app that offers micro-investing accounts. And of course, you download it and you buy a coffee and then the rest over kind of goes into this account. This is something that many different companies have done. There's many different apps that do it. There's even your bank that probably offers this whole thing that every time you swipe for a cup of coffee, the remaining change goes into your saving account. And over time, it's going to accumulate. Yes, it will. You just need to invest intelligently in something different and not be passive investor just falling for stupid stuff um, like these things and hey you know if you're going to put in the spare change yeah go for it but they're like get ten dollars free what okay cool ten dollars uh what, what, what you can buy a cup of coffee maybe two cup of coffees and if you go to the gas station maybe you can buy like you know five or ten cup of coffees uh for ten dollar so uh turn your clutter into cash so uh, uh, you can take your clutter and uh, apparently there is a uh, online service that uh, declutter uh, and it's spelled D-E-C-L-U-T-T-R and they pay up to 33% more than other buyback program. Plus it was super use, easy to use where you just basically scan the products, you box it in and you ship it to them. And it's kind of like, a, if you will remember a few years back, there was the whole like, you know sell your gold to us kind of thing and then you would go in and just like you know sort of a ship your broken chains or whatever thing in and then they sell you some stuff at the deeply discount fees so of course they can do that you know better yet you can always just go out there 
and maybe donate it to folks in it. Shrink your student loan debts. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, but of course, they're saying that you need to refinance it. And uh, I think refinancing loans, it does make sense to do it. Um, of course, looking to borrow less might make more sense. But I also know that many individuals right now are sitting on the sidelines and saying, I'm waiting for the new president to come in because he promised that we won't have to pay for these darn things and he's going to roll them off. So many people are waiting on that stuff. And then, of course, number 12 is make your hobby your new side gig. And, uh, you know, they're saying, hey, figure out of how you can actually do uh, take something that you really like and make it into the side gig. And I don't think that that's a bad idea. It's actually one of the better ideas in the entire article. So there you go. This is the news for today. This is the information for today. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you have learned something new. If you are brand new, do sign up if you'd like to get news like this. I promise I don't always go bananas and get upset about certain things. Uh, but it does get very interesting at times, I won't lie. So uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Until next time, stay forever money blessed. And do remember, you are only one deal away.